Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. A whole lot to digest with the Penn State football program. We thought it was just, uh, hey, Sean Clifford's health and status. How's that going to impact the rest of the season? Then Sunday uh, at Ogeron and LSU, we hear word that uh, they're going to part ways, and immediately James Franklin's name comes up in speculation for that job, as it did with USC and as it would probably with any huge, huge opening because that's just kind of where we are with, with James Franklin. Uh, Rich Garcella from the Reading Eagle joins us now. Uh, Rich covered Penn State for what are we, are we going on about forty years, Richie? Where are you on your uh, on the on the number? Well, it's it's thirty three seasons for the Reading Eagle, and uh, I did some other when I worked in Hazleton, I um, semi regular games, but. For thirty three, we'll go with thirty three years for the Reading Eagle. What a what a career, Richie! You know, you, you used to cover a coach that he wasn't going anywhere, and uh, everybody knew it. Well, I mean, I guess there were times in the seventies, maybe, where there were some opportunities, the Patriots, the Steelers, what have you. But Joe wasn't going anywhere, and so the Penn State fan base kind of had it really good for decades of knowing that your coach was never going to go anywhere. How foreign is it? Do you think it still kind of is to the Penn State fan base? To hear a coach's name, their coach's name come up in, in all of these potential searches. You know, after what's happened the last nine years, I don't think it's as foreign as it might have been fifteen or twenty years ago, Corey. I don't. I, I think the fan base is obviously a lot. I think is a lot younger and more aware than the one fifteen, twenty years ago, and I don't think it's shocking. I think it's all, and especially now. I mean, how many how many James Franklin for, forays have we had? Oh goodness! You know, he's, he's been mentioned for this job, that job in the last five years. So I don't think it's shocking, but it it is. I mean, I think it is the way that the world is right now. And you know, I you know, I I think um, he obviously has a very good agent, and uh, and I can't blame him for that. And but I I, I don't. I know what you're saying, but I don't think it's as foreign as it used to be. James Franklin has done an excellent job at Penn State. No one would dispute that. There are mm-hmm. a lot of Penn State fans out there that would, that would say, hey, we want him to be the coach for a long, long time. Um, other other people, as you mentioned, understand this is how the whole thing works. And maybe James Franklin will be Penn State's coach for a long, long time. But when the news came out yesterday about Ed Ogeron, in any way, were you surprised that, that James's name popped up so quickly? I'm no, I wasn't. Honestly, I wasn't. I don't see that happening. I mean, if you're going USC or LSU, I think it's a lot less likely that it'll be LSU. Um, frankly, because I think James Franklin's goal 
is to win a national championship and to make history as the first black coach to win a national championship in college football. And I don't see the path at LSU being as easier or uh, than the one at Penn State or USC. Let's just say that. So I think that's, that's a big factor. Money, of course, is a factor. But I think... I think he can win here, but I think there 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 are things that he wants to get done in terms of uh, assistant coaches' salaries, facilities. I don't know that for a fact. That's my guess, but that's what I see. But I don't I don't think LSU. I don't see that as being a fit because that's that's a. I mean, the Big Ten East is a really tough division this year. The SEC West is a tough division every year. Yeah, I agree with that. I've I've thought. Uh... All along, USC would make sense for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. uh, for James Franklin, LSU. This was mentioned yesterday um, by someone, and I, I haven't researched this a whole lot, but, I mean, we do have to consider this. Once Texas and Oklahoma come into the SEC, will yeah. that will that conference have to do some realignment? And then what if you have to move Alabama? See, the SEC West, as currently construed, is is even more difficult than the Big Ten East in most years. The Big Ten East most is crazy years, yeah. this year. But if if you had to move Alabama to the SEC East, and then you have Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC West, does that make LSU – does that change the, di- the ni- dynamic a little bit in your mind from what you just said about the path? Yeah, I think a little bit, Corey, but look at – LSU is getting rid of a coach – that won a national championship, what, two years, two years ago? Two years ago? Yep. I mean, that's what we're talking about. And if if James Franklin thinks the pressure is immense at Penn State, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if he does or he doesn't, imagine the pressure at an LSU now you know, that you're getting rid of a coach who just won a national championship less than two years ago. Now, are there extenuating circumstances? Of course, we've read, you know, you and I know I've read some of the extenuating circumstances. Uh, look, look no, just, it's to, mind-boggling just to me. summarize it, Ogeron's done some really highly questionable things yeah. and made some, made some bad decisions off the field. But if he had kept winning, you know, how much of that would have been overlooked, Richie? Of course, it would, it would have been overlooked, no matter what they say. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I think, but you're, I mean, it's a good point. How do the SEC lines realigns when Texas and Oklahoma come in, that will be interesting to watch. It's still, I'm going to guess, even if Alabama moves to the east, and I'm sure Florida and Georgia fans are jumping for joy at that prospect, you still have to face Oklahoma, Texas, um, maybe Auburn, I don't know, um, Texas A&M every year. So, you know, that's going to be, that would be interesting to watch. USC, obviously, right now, has the easiest path to the college football playoff, to me, out of, out of USC, LSU, and Penn State. It does. And, you know, USC is – there are a lot of expectations there as well. There are a lot of uh, high rollers who, who, who bankroll the football program, um, who, don't like, who never liked Clay Helton no matter what he did. And, you know, there's pressure there too, so – and it's a different, completely different lifestyle than than Central Pennsylvania. So these are things that um, have to be considered when you're when we're talking about 
potential destinations for James Franklin. Rich Garcella from the Reading Eagle joins us now again. The, this came up a little bit before the whole uh, LSU thing yesterday, but uh, Paul Feinbaum a few days ago, uh, who is as connected as anybody in the SEC, he says, I would hire James Franklin. This is talking, he's talking about USC here, USC. He said, I would hire James Franklin. He checks a lot of boxes in the sense that he's a very good CEO, which means he'll bring a top flight staff. From there, I think this program needs to be run like a big-time operation, which it hasn't been. And again, Paul Feinbaum is talking about USC. John Canzano from the Oregonian, who is as connected as any reporter in the Pac-12, tweeted yesterday, USC football. Talked to a few industry insiders this weekend Mm -hmm. about the Trojans' search for the next head coach. Left those talks thinking James Franklin ends up with the job. So I've I've felt all along, Richie, that USC would have been – uh, the, the better fit for him. But there is the money thing. Uh, Ogeron was making $9 million. Clay Helton was making four point eight, and I'm sure you've seen people pointing out this, the taxes are all different in, in, in California. What would, what would James Franklin have to make in order to equal his take-home pay at Penn State? I mean, it's, it's, those, are, those are big figures. Do you think money comes in? If, if LSU wants to give James Franklin $9 million and and USC can give him 7 or $8, is that, is that much of a factor? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I, I think that the money is a factor. It's always a factor with any of us. But I think, I think the driving force, there's two driving forces, personal and professional. Professionally, he wants very badly to win a national championship and to make history. That's professionally. Personally, he also has a daughter who has... Um, sickle cell anemia, and, you know, he, he has mentioned to us in interviews that they're not particularly close to a major hospital in State College. So that's a consideration as well. But you also have the lifestyle, and the lifestyle in central Pennsylvania, um, the access, I know, I, I, I think Joe Moore had mentioned this when he was the offensive coordinator at Penn State, how easy it is to get to work every day. Mm-hmm. And that's a consideration as well. 
you know, in Los Angeles, my son lives there, and I know from um, experience visiting him, it, it takes a half hour to go three miles. But you don't and have a helicopter. That's, it, I guess. <laughs> I guess they would. I don't know. You would have. I mean, you'd have to think. Uh, you'd have to think there'd be some kind of arrangement yeah, there. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and Tom Bradley mentioned that to me too when he was an assistant coach at UCLA. How hard it is just to get around. Yep. And so, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. Is it an attractive job? Yes, of course it is. It's a very attractive job. And is it? I don't necessarily think it's still one of the top five in the country. I might I might go top ten. I don't know about top five. But but the fact is, it's a very attractive job. And what if they if if USC throws twelve million at James? Yeah. You know, then it's a, then you're then it's that, you know all bets are off. Then it's a whole different conversation. So let's look at Penn State. Okay, uh, Rich Scarcell mm-hmm. from the Reading Eagle. I asked this question: At what cost? At what cost can Penn State conceivably, if they want to keep James Franklin, what is the number? He's making six now with the life insurance money. Maybe it's closer to seven. But okay, listen. Here, here's the here's the issue. Penn State has thirty one athletic. Instant athletic programs. Sandy Barber does not want to cut that number. They, they've, they've got to pay bills. They need to spend a lot of money on Beaver Stadium. They need to spend a lot of money on renovations elsewhere. James has talked about how he doesn't have as many analysts as some other programs in the country. Folks, if you think that James Franklin has everything he wants at Penn State, you're wrong. He doesn't. All coaches want more everywhere. Saban probably has about as much as you can get, but he would still want more, I'm sure. Sure. But in terms of a, of a financial standpoint, Richie, here's here's the, the sticking point for me. What is the line of demarcation where Penn State says, "Hey, if you can get that go, we we just can't." We whether that number seven, seven point five, eight. Look, we're giving you a million and a half for Yersich. We're giving you a million and a half for Pry. We've done what we can. We're going to spend forty eight million on the Lash Building. What is the line where Penn State says, "Look, uh, we we can't do this, not with our current economic situation." That's a great question, and I don't have an answer to it, but I know this. We all know football is the sport that drives all athletic department budgets in major, uh, in, you know, in the, in, the, in the top NCAA um, universities in Division One. So, you, you know, how far, what is the, the line of demarcation? Well, maybe only Sandy Barber and uh, President Eric Barron know. I don't know. But here's the other thing, too, Corey, to, to consider. Eric Barron is retiring next year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a new president. Yep. Sandy Barber's contract is coming up, what is it, a year and a half, two years? I, think, I think 23, 2023, so, I think it is. So it's a year and a half. So those are two things. Now, I don't, obviously, you're going to have a new president next year. Do you have a new AD in 2023? Because maybe Sandy decides, you know what, I'm going to retire. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But that's a consideration, too. Maybe James is looking at that. Maybe, he, you know, to stay at Penn State, he kind of wants to have an idea of what the landscape is going to be going forward in the next five years instead of just in the next year. So I don't know. But I, financially, I'm not smart enough to figure, figure out finances. You can ask my wife that. So um, I, I don't know. But I know that is a consideration about how, how far do you go to keep James Franklin. I, that, that's. That's really 
well, it's it's the sixty-four thousand dollar question used to be the phrase <laughs> sixty-four million dollar dollar question now. Sandy's contract. I looked uh, August thirty-first, twenty twenty-three. So about yeah. uh, about two years. Oh. So again, we're talking money. If James wants money, Rich, he's going to get more somewhere else. If James wants to win a national title. Where is his best shot? Right here, he's got to go through Ohio State. We all know that. If he goes to LSU, he's got to go through Alabama. Uh, As it currently stands, he would have to go through Texas, Oklahoma, uh, all these other teams. Mm -hmm. If he goes to USC... Oregon. There's Oregon, and then then that's it. So if, if if it's... If you had to... If somebody said, hey, Rich Rich Scarcell, where do you think James Franklin is going to be coaching next year? Given USC and LSU now, maybe there's a bidding war or whatever, where would you stand right now today? I will will say this. I I, I think he's, he's at Penn State a year from now. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, that's where I think. I, unless the only caveat is, or the, the one thing that would draw him to USC, besides, yes, the path to the college football playoff would be a lot easier. If they throw an ungodly amount of money at him, yeah. then I I could see him leaving. And yeah. that's where, to me, the news – it's a great point. That's where the news yesterday changed things for me a little bit. I was probably 75-25 that he'd be back at Penn State because job security, I think, is huge here. Um, you mentioned LSU. They're, they're getting rid of Ogeron two years after winning a national title. Mm-hmm. At, at U- oh. Yeah, at USC, he could be gone after three years if he doesn't you know, live up to expectations. But uh, right. I would, I'm guessing he'd get a six-year deal, probably worth a lot of money. But job yeah. security is a factor. To me, the news that happened yesterday changed the dynamic to the degree of now you could have a bidding war. Now instead of USC coming in and offering 6-7, if LSU wants him and they're going to offer 8 or 9 and now maybe maybe USC. I'm just, again, who knows if what deep down in his heart, the money versus the national championship versus family, all of those things are considerations. But now that you've got a second suitor, potential suitor, now how does that change USC's approach with it? Right. I, I'm probably more, more along the 50-50 split at this point. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see LSU being a factor. I just don't. I, I don't see, uh, and I don't, I don't see. You know, James might listen, and James's agent might listen to him or to them. Excuse me. And they'll play the game, though, don't Correct. you think? Don't play you think? The game. That, and that's what yeah. I think has been going on for mm-hmm. the last several years. If if you could get squeeze more money out of Penn State for staff. For facilities, sure, why not? Or you get a raise, sure, why not? More power to you. I don't have, you know, that's fine. But the thing that we haven't talked about, Corey, is recruiting. Look at where they are in recruiting right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, the class of 22, what are they, second, first, second, They're, they're third? second now. They were, Alabama overtook them. Right. And they'll, they'll probably finish fourth, fifth, sixth because Never. of the way right. some things work out. Right. I mean, so so that's the other thing. I mean, he's got a lot of good young players. He's got a tremendous class coming in. But can I throw this out, Richie? Sure. Because 
This is the whole Sean Clifford factor. Uh, to me, if Clifford comes back and proves himself, maybe he goes to the NFL draft. If he doesn't prove himself, he does have another year of eligibility. I'm just wondering, hey, Rich, we don't look, we don't know how good Penn State's going to be the rest of this season. How, no. how good is Penn State going to be next season? Drew Aller's not going to be ready to come in and step in as a true freshman quarterback, we think. If Sean well, Clifford— There's, if Sean there's Clif- also a little thing called the portal. Absolutely. There's Spencer Rattler, which I'm a little surprised right. nobody's thrown Penn State out there. But, right. but right. I so, that immediately watching that game the other day. Yeah, so what, if Penn State—all these recruits are good, but that's, that's two, three years from now. Jahan mm-hmm. Dotson will be gone. Uh, Jaquan Brisker will be gone. Joey Porter's got one more year. I I just I don't know that Penn State is a top ten team next year, depending on how some things shake out. And so could could that even be a factor in what James is thinking? Right, that's that is a factor. There, I think they could be a top ten team next year, depending on the quarterback. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, if they get a, we're not saying we're. Let me make this clear. I'm not saying they're getting Spencer Rattler. I don't want to sound like that. But if they get a Spencer Rattler, that that changes everything next year, the whole look of the team. And you're right. Like, what if Sean Clifford decided to come back next year, which is within the realm of possibility. It sounds ridiculous, but it is possible. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, this isn't like snap your fingers and make a decision. There are are a lot of factors that, that, that will go into whether he stays or whether he he, he listens and goes somewhere else. Rich thinks he'll be at Penn State next year. I have thought all along he would be at Penn State next year. I'm probably leaning a little closer to USC now. Um, but, again, the whole job security. It's just fascinating to see. Uh, everybody wants to be wanted, Rich. Everybody, you know, no matter how good of a job you're doing, it's always nice when other people come along and say, hey, we wouldn't mind if you worked for us. Yeah, I uh, that would be nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Enjoy your day, pal. Thanks, thanks Corey. See ya. Uh, good Bye. stuff there. Rich Garcella from the Reading Eagle.